episode one. Yes. Oh, God. Of, of whatever this of, is. Of an undetermined amount of episodes <laughs> that we may or may not do in the future. Welcome. Yes. Mm. It's Welcome along. It's pretty exciting. Are you welcoming me or listeners? Everyone. Or Everyone's welcome Good. To, yes. to our podcast. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> which is which is a podcast uh, by people who write Flutter apps, but not necessarily about Flutter, is kind of what we're going mm. for. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Yes. Go. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I'm Tom. Um... I hate introducing myself. Shall, uh, I, shall I introduce I probably, you? I, because okay, because I feel well, you, you, I feel somewhat in in the presence of um, Flutter, um, a minor celebrity at the moment. Because uh, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> because okay. this listeners is is the you're hearing the the sultry tones that is the voice of Tom Gilder, uh, who mm-hmm. is one of the lucky few people to maintain a Flutter favorite package. Uh, which, oh, which yes. is Rootmaster. Yeah, yes, uh, indeed. Which, or, well, last time we spoke, you said you attempt to maintain it, which I guess is... Uh, <sighs> yeah. I Well, that's something I could talk about later, maybe. But yes, like, and, and actually I've seen some people talk about this recently of... Um, how hard it can be to maintain open source packages. But let's let's do some introductions yeah. first. And yes, what, yeah. Um, shall, I, shall I talk a bit more about me? Or do you want to like... Say what you know about me, and then I can correct you if if you're wrong, and you can just make some stuff up. If well, you want. I'm I'm fairly sure that I've said most of what I already know about you. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, this is so. So I think we should probably explain that. Um, and and yes, I'm going to jump around like anything mm-hmm. here. Um, we don't really know each other. I tweeted about wanting to do a Flutter podcast. You slid into my DMs, as the kids say, mm-hmm. I believe, um, saying, okay, do you want to do one with me? And um, so here we are. But we we haven't really talked no, that much. We've, so, we spent maybe half an hour on the phone um, yeah. saying, when shall we record the podcast? And that that's about mm. it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm Tom. I'm Tom Gilder. Um, I am in Helsinki. Um, even though we are we are both British, and this is already way too British. Mm-hmm. And sorry, for, sorry about that. Um, so I'm bringing an international flavour uh, from Finland, um, where, um, yeah, where it's colder than where it is where you are. Um, and here's the thing: I don't know exactly where you are. Well, <laughs> I'm sitting here in yeah. my in my bedroom. My my name's Peter, by the way, Peter Bryant. Mm. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's all right. I, I was going to get to that, but yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I am in York, which is in the UK, the original, mm. the original York, uh, yes. as opposed to the the new one that they have in America, mm. um, which is a wonderful Roman town. I guess it's a city technically because we have a cathedral, mm. uh, yes. but it's very small uh, by by the standards of a, of a modern city, but we have an, mm. an ancient wall that surrounds the, the city, which was built by the Romans. Um, and from which I understand it's still legal to shoot a Scotsman with a crossbow on a Sunday, <laughs> only, on, only a Sunday. on a Sunday. And it has to yeah, be, a Scotsman I, I did it on a, and it has to be a crossbow. Yeah. I did it on a Saturday and got arrested. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, schoolboy error. I know. Um, you've also got a very good railway museum. Um, I'm going to already start the geekiness yeah, here. Um, big fan of the, the railway museum. Um, 
Yeah, and I was in your fine city a few years ago on a stag do um, where a friend of mine molested a panda. That, that's, <laughs> all, that's, that's all I'm going to say about all that. All right. Um, <laughs> not, a, not a real one, but yeah. Um, so, yes, and um, I guess we should probably talk about what we do um, because that's, you know, as we're sort of fluttery-based. Mm. Fluttery-based? Fluttery-based. Um <laughs> yes. Um, so, what do I do? Um, I am. Uh, I think I'm. I'm the tech lead. I think of Flutter. I think that's my job title. I should probably. <laughs> that's that. that's an important um, piece of information <laughs> that most people know about well, themselves. Uh, yeah, I. I kind of have the opinion that I don't care that much about mm. job titles, and and like that that some people maybe overvalue them a bit. Um, like I. You know, um, so yeah, I think that's my official job title. But yeah, I make Flutter apps, and um, I do so. Um, w- w- well, this is new. This is new and exciting. Um, we have recently, uh, this week, basically launched a new um, brand. So, um, Rebel App Studio is who I work for now. Rebel, um, and um, that is like an offshoot. It's like a spin-off. Like, like, but I hate the word spin-off because that sounds like terrible TV programs of uh, Codemate, who I've I've worked here. Um, I've worked uh, with Codemate for three years, um, uh, Flutter all that time, and yeah, we uh, not not going too much into into marketing because that's not what this is for. Mm. Um, but we we're one of the oldest users of Flutter in the world. Like, um, we're now in our fifth year of using Whoa. Flutter, um, which is I know. I know. I can't believe that, and that you know that predates me. Yeah. Um, but so you started using yeah. Flutter in 2016, or your company did? 2017. Right. Have I done the maths there? Yeah. So fifth. Yeah. 2017. Yes. Um, a guy called Iero, um, who is awesome, um, used it here. Uh, he kind of experimented in it initially, um, and then I joined Codemate three years ago. I previously did. Um, Microsoft technologies. I use Xamarin to make apps uh, in London. I'm so, yeah. so sorry. Um, wow. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flutter's better. Yes. Um, but I don't. I don't like. I don't want to get into technology wars that much. But yeah, I. I. Um, I massively prefer Flutter. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's me. And we, we, we do Flutter stuff. We make cool Flutter apps for customers. Um, we've also recently been working with Google on things like the DevTools uh, open source, which has been awesome um, to actually work on Flutter itself um, and get paid to do so. Like, great. Um, yeah, paid open source contributions. Yeah. I love that. It, it's like, there is nothing better, right? Yeah. There's just nothing better than, than that. Um, and um, yeah. Okay, that's, sorry, that, that's enough about me. I... I <laughs> can talk too much definitely <laughs> so well, well this is okay. this is a podcast i feel like talking is the is the primary the primary function of a podcast host it, yeah it probably does help, yeah. It? But, yeah so okay but i feel like um, i feel like we yeah. have very very similar jobs in okay in fairly similar companies so so i too mm-hmm. am a, a kind of tech lead on a flutter team mm. um mm. i don't know how big your team is but my team is pretty small There's, as in like five developers um mm-hmm. So, well, five Flutter developers and then a few, a few more uh, in other disciplines. But yeah, we build Flutter apps and websites for customers. Um, we're, we're an agency called NetCells and based in based in York, but 
since COVID have gone fully remote and we're hiring all over mm-hmm. the UK now. Um, so yeah, we, we, we build Flutter apps as well uh, and have been doing so since, pretty much since it went stable actually, uh, which was, tw- I'm going to say 2018, uh, maybe early 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was it was a December. Yeah, maybe maybe twenty. <laughs> they announced it. Yeah, I love. I can tell you. I can tell you it's a December. I can tell you it was an event at the Science Museum in London where they launched it. I can't tell you the year, and I feel <laughs> I should know that. But <laughs> I feel like it yeah. was twenty eighteen. Um, I that feels about right. Sure. It? Yeah. Um, because yeah. because before then we were doing native, and um, I, I came came from an Android development background, building native Android mm-hmm. apps. Um, which was was fine, but then floods came along and life became much more fun and interesting. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever written any native uh, Android or or even iOS code, uh, like mm-hmm. for for full apps. You have, uh, um, yeah, I guess enough. Yeah, <laughs> enough. Yeah, we've kind of zammering. I had to like delve into like the native stuff quite a lot. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, and and I just much prefer how flutter does everything in one uh in one language you can you can write your ui mm. and your kind of business logic and everything in in dart and not have to deal with these awful like markup languages slash wisewig editors that don't really work very well um mm. although i i actually am extremely excited about how flutter has, has pushed the native sdks to to go more down that kind of declarative ui route mm. uh we we i've dabbled a little bit in in compose jetpack compose mm. uh a few months ago and it it is essentially flutter but <laughs> for for writing yeah. android yeah. apps um it yes. borrows a lot of the same ideas and i think it's a it's a great trend in mm. in our uh in our field which i'm very excited for it it, it really is and i i, I I find it fascinating because I just think it's such a revolution that people don't really talk about. Like the, the moving to like the kind of what do you call it? Like functional reactive kind sure. of. Uh, what did you compose? Com- declarative uh, yeah. is that a word? That's a word that is declarative. Often used, yeah, yeah, framework. You know where you where you write a function that that says here's the UI and you don't have to update stuff. Um, it just. Like it, it immediately just gets rid of bugs, like an entire load yeah. of bugs, like maybe half of interface bugs. Yes, that like you just can't do them anymore. Yeah, you can't um, forget to update uh, the, yeah. the state of the UI because it is it is directly tied to the state of your application. Because it, it yeah, it's just so much simpler, right? Yeah. It's just fundamentally. Um, and I, I actually saw someone like tweet a while ago saying, um, because you know there's that kind of saying that there's no such thing as like silver bullets in Mm. in, like software development. Um, And they were going, yes, there is like this kind of thing, like writing declarative UIs. And I I kind of agree. Like there's just, is there a downside? I I was just thinking that there doesn't seem to be a downside. I mean, there are are the people of the world who are like... um, very very like native and and they tend to be android developers this doesn't happen so much on ios but like Mm. the very very hardcore they've been doing android development for like 15 years since the very beginning and Mm -hmm. they are concerned about 
the this this move away from from what they describe as like truly native components um because they're you know they're saying like when you when you write an android layout in the old xml format you what you're getting is like components that are uh, styled and and, uh, they're provided by the operating system so they're going to look correct on whatever version of android you're running or whatever and and, and all this stuff and that what they're saying is because compose is like a whole different way of rendering things and it's not using those native components and because flutter has its own rendering stack and all this kind of stuff uh that they're not it's not they're not really properly native apps and and i'm like okay well on a on a technical level you are correct for for flutter to say that it's it's native could be argued to be um Mm. like a little bit a little bit not completely true but also like who cares <laughs> like well, I, I, that's that's what i was gonna yeah. say this is this is this is a problem um and it's kind of an interesting thing in our industry that um you get a lot of people i, th- I think increase I, I think you know fewer and fewer as, mm. as every year goes by but um people going oh you need to build things natively so it looks like ios on ios it looks like android and android and um, you know, I kind of feel like I want to whisper it, but nobody cares. Like, 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 there are some important things here, but like, users want easy to use, beautiful apps. Yeah. And I was about to say real people. That feels maybe a bit harsh on some developers. <laughs> like, <laughs> actual, you know. I mean, I, I put myself in this, and I'm definitely not a re- real person. So, like, let's let's mm-hmm. let's get rid of that immediately. De- developers um, are not. Really I don't care. Yeah. No, no, completely no. not. Um, we, we live in a crazy fantasy world. Um, the if I open an app, I care far more that it works well, that it looks great, that it's got you know fun animations than if it looks like an iOS app. Yeah. Um, and I, I, th- I you, think are you are. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on that page, and I think yeah. that. Where it does matter is in things like um, the way the way that you know certain transitions work and the way that scrolling mm-hmm. feels and that sort of thing. And Flutter like yep. gets that right. That the stuff yeah. the stuff that that does distinguish a Flutter app running on iOS from a mm-hmm. Flutter app running on Android like is the stuff that actually matters. Um, yes. And, and whenever people say like, oh no, users care about having you know, an, an app, an, an Android app that looks like an Android app and an iOS app that looks like an iOS app. I'm just thinking, well, the Facebook app looks the same on both mm-hmm. platforms. Yep. The Twitter app looks the same. The Instagram app looks the same. Like, the most profitable apps and the most <laughs> used apps and, and in some <laughs> cases, the most the most loved apps uh, yes. in the whole in the whole ecosystem look the same because they're, they're doing the right thing and expressing a consistent mm-hmm. brand across all their platforms whereas yep. the, i i think about an app like todoist which is an extremely mm-hmm. popular and well-loved and widely used app that i'm sure lots of people mm. love but yep. they went down the road of let's just use standard material components for the android app and let's use more ios things for the ios app and it's like mm-hmm. okay well now i open to todoist and i'm not really sure what and, and and then I look at the Todoist website and I'm like, this doesn't. They don't look like they're built by the same company. Yeah. Um. So it fe- it feels to me the the current state is that it feels weird when an app 
that is built by like a big company with a proper brand and everything looks mm. native because like yeah. I expect it to have to express the brand of the of the company that it's made by. Mm. I have one exception to this, mm-hmm. and and I don't really understand it. Um, desktop apps. Um, first of all, I feel like we should know each other in terms of what operating systems we use, because I'm a iOS and Mac guy. Same. How about you? Yeah, a- Apple. Right. Okay. All the things. <laughs> right. Well, there we go. That's easy. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> no falling out over that. <laughs> um, there are many terrible cross-platform Mac apps. Um, And I don't know if they're terrible because they are Electron or if if I I don't like the customized kind of UI. There is something about desktop where I want the UI to be more native. I care more about it fitting in with the operating system. And I don't know why. Why? Why? Yeah. Why do I care? I I kind of know what you mean. Do, Do you have some examples? Of, of apps that you don't like on, on desktop? Um, I, I Well, actually, many of the to-do apps, I was actually, I happened to be looking through kind of the to-do apps the other day, and, and like the majority of them in the in the Mac App Store, I can't remember which now, are, are web views, they're, they're Electron, yes. right? And um, they just feel a bit wrong. Um, yeah, and, and just, I don't know, I, I, I can't quite, tell you why and it's just one of those like weird feeling things where you open up an app and it's just like oh no yes you you look out of place i think Mm. maybe is that is that maybe because on a desktop you're often seeing an app running visually alongside all your other apps and if they have a have clashing (laughs) like visual languages um they they don't they look like they don't belong on the same on the same platform, whereas whereas when you're using a phone, um, and even to an extent when you're using like an iPad or something, you're only seeing an, one app at a time, and mm. so you are kind of more okay being immersed in just that one app, and and for it to kind of take over the visual language of the of the of your experience while you for the time that you're using it. So what you're saying is on desktop, it's about kind of fashion. You don't want your clothes to clash, whereas, yep. you know, on mobile, it's a onesie and you don't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there might be something in that, actually, that, that yeah, that you, you, you haven't got that kind of immersive experience. Um, but then having said that, I use VS Code and I don't I, I don't hate VS Code. I, I, I don't, I was about to say I love it. Yeah, probably. Just about. Just about. There are some things that, that sometimes kind of on the the UI, it's just a little bit, mm. you know, I'd, I'd be like, can this be a little bit more Mac-like? But generally, I don't care that it's an Electron app. And I find it amazing that it is an Electron yeah. app. It's like the one good Electron app. I forget I forget um, this constantly, that VS Code is, yeah. is a it's, web app, basically. It's a web page. It's mad. What? <laughs> like, if, if I went back in time, like, you know, 10 years or whatever, and was like, in 10 years' time, you'll be editing using a web page. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, right. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, sure. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's weird. It's a weird one. And the the other thing that I actually I was, I, I talked about this week is um, the, 
<laughs> like the, the Mac um, Catalyst apps, you know, the, the way that you can take yeah. an iOS, like an iPad app and, and um, compile it for Mac. They're just, oh, all, every single one of them is bad. I've not just. Yeah. I've not come across a single good Catalyst app. Did you, did you see that no. Jira is sunsetting their their macOS desktop app, which is a Catalyst app? Uh, I didn't know, but yeah. I'm not surprised. It's just like like I just I I generally I am you know I am an Apple fan. I like most Apple hardware and software, uh, but sometimes you're just like. Where has their quality bar gone? Why do they think that this was an acceptable yeah. thing to release? Like, it's, I, I am convinced that that technology was developed because they were kind of moving. That they, they, they were trying to um, encourage developers to build iPad apps more than. Mm-hmm. Yep. more than macOS desktop apps, and they were they were they were going for this. That they knew like at the time and m1 was like down the road and they were going down the mm. apple silicon route and they were going down the you're going to be able to run ios apps on the mac and they i think they just wanted to kick the kick off this like unification process um but yeah that that was a an attempted <laughs> an attempted silver bullet that did not work <laughs> but, but- they they scroll wrong. They, like that's yeah. the, the number one thing for me is they 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 scroll slowly. Like the the ballistics isn't right. I mm. think that's what you call it. Of of like you, you you scroll and it's like oh I I I was expecting to get to the bottom of that page and I'm like five pixels down yes. and it's like time has slowed down <laughs> or I'm like wading through treacle or something and it's just like what <laughs> you Apple? Had, yeah. What are you doing? Scro- scrolling is the one. The one thing that Apple can confidently yeah. say we do scrolling better than everyone, well, like, yeah. especially then, on the Mac. You, like, yeah, yeah. But then you load like I, I, the Twitter app, right? Which and it's like I don't know that these are Catalyst apps, but I do yeah. <laughs> because like I can just tell by how terrible they are, and it's just like, oh, like like I start scrolling the Twitter fr- uh, timeline, I'm just like, oh, um, right, okay, delete, go back to the yeah. web. Like it's just. Pointless. It's completely pointless. Um, <sighs> yeah, and yeah. and again, the, the the idea of of cross platform, obviously on on mobile, like it's it's fairly well established. But I'm I'm still kind of cautious. Well, I wouldn't say I'm skeptical. I, I would say that I am cautiously open minded about uh, Flutter supporting desktop platforms. Mm. I think it's I think mm-hmm. it's awesome that we are kind of at least trying to go down that road um Mm -hmm. and i think if anything flutter probably has the best chance of being successful with it um just because you know it's not tried to port it's, it's not tried to do the catalyst thing and port mobile components over to the desktop it's just saying look you can write whatever code you want you can you can build whatever UI you want and it will run on a desktop and and it's it's up to you what it's going to look like and how it's going to behave um but yeah i just i just don't know if mobile apps and desktop apps are just too fundamentally different to ever be to to ever just be part of the same code base like we we inherited a um 
a, a project recently that was Flutter running on mobile and, and the web. And pretty much mm. every single widget class had an if statement that just said, if it's running on mobile, here's the entire mobile widget. And if it's running on desktop, here's the entire desktop widget. And they were basically separate yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and so, like, is is it conceivable that I could build a Flutter app that just ran on desktop using Flutter? Yeah, absolutely. But would I necessarily, like, build a Flutter app that was completely cross-platform and put it all in one code base? I'm, I'm still not sure about that. Um, yeah, I think it's a good question. And I think um, I... <laughs> I do think it. I, I'm quite excited about Flutter Desktop. Um, I I think there are some real opportunities there for building really interesting desktop um, experiences. I was about to say what like apps. who are sorry. you? Um, yeah, I know. Sorry, I've, I <laughs> who have I become? Um, but just like there haven't been um, that many really cool, beautiful desktop apps. Generally, the kind of the the, the cool apps that are out there tend to have been on mobile mm. or, or tablets, and I think that's primarily because just those things are harder to do in in most desktop um, frameworks. Yes, um, and I feel like Flutter is the first one where we're going to see kind of those really cool like I I never know quite what to call them. Like there's just there's just there are those apps, right? That you just open and you just go, "Oh, cool!" Yeah, they've put like effort. Discord, in like Discord, is the one that always. Yeah, comes to it. it's just you open it up and you even just just the loading animation on the screen. It's like mm. that somebody's put some effort into that, and it it runs at every animation in Discord runs at sixty fps all the time. Mm. Every mm. every animation is beautiful. There are animations where you would expect them to be. Nothing's janky about it. And it's like, this has been this has been very, very carefully crafted by a team of people who really know what they're doing. Yes. And and a company that really cares about design yeah. and user experience, right? You can always like tell that of like, oh wow. Yeah, you know, they really care. Um and, and there aren't that many but there aren't that many desktop apps like that, I think. Like yeah. like like, you know, most of them are kind of fairly boring. Um and, and, and maybe Maybe that's just because, you know, I think most, I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of mobile apps aren't on desktop. Like, there's just kind of this category of app that you, there is a, there might be a website and a mobile version, but there's then not a desktop version. Um, and I think that's kind of very interesting that we'll maybe see with kind of Flutter Desktop more come to um, the desktop. Mm. Um, yeah. And it kind of feels like, um, you know th this this lack of innovation in desktop software kind kind of coincided with apple's apparent lack of interest in building good computers uh, for for the last 5 years <laughs> <laughs> so like 20, 2015 when they did the when they did the kind of butterfly keyboards and all that you know we, we we've been in the dark time for the mac just, for the last just, few years just what what happened i don't know it was like it was like the fall of the Roman Empire or something. Just everything, everything just went to yeah. shit. And they were like, "Can we say shit?" Sure. Have we decided on a content well, we, policy, by the way. Uh, I don't we'll know. Just, I just, I just did. We'll just throw an explicit tag on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay, uh, fine, good. <laughs> it's fine. Um, we, we can bleep it out. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> we, we've decided that we're going to bleep out state management, haven't we? So. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I think from from the next episode onwards, that's the swear or, or have a swear word yeah. for every time someone says state management. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think now that Apple has decided finally that the iPad is not gonna replace the Mac um, mm. for, yeah. for most Shock. people, um, like we were telling them since they first started trying to do that um yeah and, and now that they've you know actually started building really good computers again it, mm-hmm. it feels to me as though that might and, and actually you know microsoft is also going in a pretty good direction with windows 11 i feel um i i feel like we might be on the start of an upward curve in terms of like nice desktop mm-hmm. apps and, and yeah. flutter flutter desktop is coming in at quite a good time uh, mm. to to be kind of ready for that, and for for mobile developers to who who already have Flutter apps or who are maybe thinking about building mobile apps mm. to come in and say, okay, yeah. well, the desktop is actually important now, um, and 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 people are are caring more about their experiences using desktop computers, and you know, if if Flutter is ready for that that kind of change in the industry, then Mm. I think I think we'll, it'll be in a pretty good place. Mm. Yeah, I, I do think there are some really kind of important things that Flutter needs to get right, and maybe they aren't quite there, um, but 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 they're getting there. Things like kind of text editing and and mm. like the native integration. Um, I think increasingly, you know, there's been a lot of uh, contribution contributions from the community on on these kind of things, and and they're the kind of really key things on desktop. They've just just they've got to feel right. You've got, and I, I also think that's one of the key things on iOS and Android actually that we kind of didn't mention earlier. Um, text editing has just got to feel like other apps, even though you know Flutter does have its own implementation. Um, yeah, it's got to do yeah. like autofill and all the stuff that you would just expect apps to be able to yeah. do. Um, yeah. I think... And, and things like spell check and stuff like yeah, that. And like yeah, and like keyboard shortcuts. And honestly, mm. I think keyboard shortcuts is c- consistently for me, the best desktop apps are the ones that really, really think about keyboard shortcuts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. you know, I don't... As, as much as I love the mouse that I have and I love using the trackpad on my Mac. If I have my hands on my keyboard and I'm like yeah. being pro- hashtag productive, I, th- <laughs> there is, there is a part of my brain that's like, I am too focused to move my right hand half a foot to the right and move yeah. my mouse around. I just want to quickly hit some buttons. And I think VS code yeah. does that really, really well um, with its yeah. command palette and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And if Flutter can do something to really encourage developers to embrace the keyboard shortcut paradigm, mm, um, yeah. I feel like it does support keyboard shortcuts at the moment. Um, I'm not 100% yes. sure about that. Yeah, you can do but, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that has to be if you're building if you if you're building a, a desktop app with productivity and good user experience mm. in mind. Which, if you're building a desktop app, you should have productivity and user experience in mind. Oh yeah. Uh, yep then keyboard shortcuts is where it's at, mm. definitely. Do, do you have the same thing which I uh, uh, as me, which is I, I have some like VS Code 
regularly use commands that aren't mapped to shortcuts and every time I use the mouse I like curse at myself that I haven't mapped it to a good <laughs> shortcut and it's like the only do it do it that, so so I use the command palette for most things mm. um yeah which I'm, I'm I'm I have kind of remembered the names of all the commands at this point so I can yeah. I'm pretty reliable I know how many how many characters of the the command name that I need to type before I can press enter <laughs> yeah. and it runs the right one um <laughs> yeah I think the things that I consistently I'm still using the mouse for in VS code are like file management if I need to create or delete mm. files and I know mm. if you if if by some miracle there are people listening to this which would be wonderful um, and they write in. They can, I'm sure they can tell me about the advanced new file extension for VS Code, which I have tried, and for some reason I just never. It mm. just it just never worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never kind of quite understood how it worked. Um, but yeah, like creating files, moving files around, that stuff I still use the mouse for. And if I have a lot of tabs open as well in VS Code, which I I'm, I'm very bad at managing my tabs in VS Code. Um, and, you know, if if I need to move, like, to, to the 16th tab or whatever, then I will use... Mm. I don't even know... It's, I'm sure there is a keyboard shortcut for, like, selecting a particular tab by number, but I don't know what it is. Um, I know that you can mm. move between... Like you can you can kind of scroll through the tabs if you like with like Command Shift and then the square bracket keys. Um, yeah. But I don't know if you can like because you know in Chrome you can do like Command Three and it opens the third I, tab in your browser. Yeah. I I it, isn't it weird? I I know that I have a way of switching tabs in VS Code and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. Like like I just don't know. Um, hang on, the, I've got the laptop here. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, yeah. I've got it mapped to like contr- command one goes to the first tab, command two goes to the second. Right. I don't know if I had to set that up, and like it's I I, I didn't know what that was. I just have it built into my to my, to my hands. Right. It's really so weird. My hands have memory. For me, command one. Oh, it, mm-hmm. so so for me, it opens like different panes or or, or like select. So, so if I oh, if I do yeah. command three then it opens three mm. editor panes. And then if I do command two after that, it selects the second mm. one. I don't want that. Yeah. But so maybe no, I'll have to configure don't. it. for. But I but I have absolutely no idea how I've set that up. <laughs> and one day my VS code will corrupt itself and then I will spend the next week going, how do I do yes. that? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love, uh, I've spent far too much time playing around in the VS code settings. There's just so much... So much fun stuff has changed. There's so many of them. Yeah. What what theme are you using for, for your in your VS Code? Um, I don't know. Oh, um, Tom. <laughs> because I, I, why I, yeah, I know, know, I know. I because because I can tell you why because it, it's it's um I I customized it so like I took a theme and then I I it wasn't dark enough so I I made it darker <laughs> like like it's like. So like it's a slightly custom theme, but I, I have absolutely no idea what it's actually based on. Um how do I find out? Like uh, uh, command palette, if you do command and then yeah. do colour scheme, it should show you the um, one that you've got selected. Preferred dark colour scheme is dark plus. Oh yeah. Apparently. That's the default VS Code dark theme. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, but then I've customized it because it's like blue. 
I uh, it's it's yeah um uh you should try Dracula. Dracula is a good theme. I yeah, I tried it. It didn't quite like. I don't know. I'm I'm I I don't know. I don't know. I'm very particular with my themes. I've just like got a slight blue hint around like the tab bars and the command palette, and then, but then like everything else is just black, mm. black as the night. Black all the things. Um, I'm I'm yeah. I'm odd because I'm actually colorblind, so most of the time I don't ah. I don't actually know what color I'm looking at, but I know when okay. I like yeah. a color or not. So I couldn't tell you what colors I'm looking at in my VS Code setup right now, but I can tell you that I like them. And they're sufficiently high nice. contrast for me to be able to yeah. see what's going on. So, cool. Yeah, color blindness is lots of fun when you're building mobile apps from like a sketch file or something. Because a lot of the time, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. How does that work? So, I'm, yeah. So I'm. I am. I have a condition called protonopia, which means that I struggle to distinguish mostly between reds and greens. Um, so yeah. which is the most common? The, it's right? one of the most That's... common. Um, yeah. Yeah. something like one in ten men have some form mm. of color blindness yeah um and, and it's significantly fewer women uh, for some reason yeah, which does, does anyone know why I, well it's to do with like i think it's a, a recessive y chromosome or something i don't know it, it, it you know you know how women say have, more say it say it say it more confidently it's, like. <laughs> it's definitely a recessive y chromosome that's definitely what it is oh okay great yeah, right sure good, good um so yeah and anyway so it, it means that if i look at a color just like on its own um yep and it's a red or a dark green then and, and you ask me uh -huh. like, what color is that i'll be like oh, could be red or it could be green don't know um, right. Usually, yeah. if you put them like side by side, I'll be able to tell that they're different, and maybe I'll be able to mm -hmm. tell you which one's which. But um, it's mm -hmm. it's hit or miss. So if I'm looking at a sketch file, um, f or like a design file for for an app, and I see, like maybe there's there's a screen with like two buttons on it, and one button's at the top of the screen, and another one's at the bottom, and I've extract, I, I go into Sketch, and obviously because I'm a good developer, I can click on the button, and I it, Sketch will give me a hex code for yep. the color so i'll pull it out and put it in the code and then i'll look at the second button and i'll be like oh well that button's the same color as the one that i just did so i'll just ah. i'll just copy that in and then it goes to qa and qa are like these buttons should be different colors and i'm like uh, are you sure about that <laughs> and then every single right. time i have this conversation with qa i act as if i'm the one who's definitely right even though i know <laughs> i can't see the colors properly <laughs> I'm like, no, it's definitely the same color. And they're like, Peter, wow. you're colorblind. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I like how you like stick to your guns and like try yeah. to be. Yeah. I have to assert yeah. myself sometimes, even Absolutely. especially in situations where I am 100% confident in my wrongness. <laughs> got, to, got to at least attempt to save face. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, look, we've we've ranted on for thirty eight minutes, yeah. and five seconds, and wow. I feel like if if we if we rant on any further, we'll start to run out of material for episode two. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have discovered that this podcast exists and mm. you have listened to it, we are eternally grateful, and we hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Um, and episodes are going to be monthly to begin with. Um. Mm. So we will come at you with another one in about a month. 
all things mm-hmm. all things being well. Uh, but yep. if you have enjoyed it, tweet about uh, tweet about us. Don't tweet about us. If you're going to tweet about us, no. mention us, please. Uh, yes, and and be nice. Um, but tweet about the podcast if you think other other people might be interested. Yeah. Um, as I, I like how we're saying tweet about the podcast when we we still don't know at this point what yeah, it's called. So like, currently sitting recording what, it, we don't have a name for it. <laughs> whatever this podcast is labelled, tweet about whatever it's labelled. <laughs> Oh no! Um, yeah. So as you as you can see, we are uh, the height of professionalism um, on, yeah. on this unnamed Fl- Flutter podcast. Uh, mm. But yeah, thank you, Tom. It's been it's been good chatting, and I'm sure you, we will do, Enjoyed do it. more chatting in in episode two, which comes out in a month. Sounds good. But thank you again for listening, everyone. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes. Yep. That's a thing, apparently. Uh, but but, <laughs> but only if you're going to give us five stars. Don't don't give us any other ratings. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, chat to you all next time.